Plex. Okay. And you could have seen Black Phone. Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's worth the trouble, to be honest. <laughs> Probably not, but hold. I want to see if it worked, because I did just turn on, like, external access. Uh-huh. And let me see if it actually worked. Um, yeah, remote access. Yeah, that's still on. That's pretty cool. So I could have, yeah. Um, so if that comes up again. Yes. <laughs> I can... Uh, try to get that working no i've 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 dished out the 20 dollars on some rentals uh but i wasn't gonna do it for for this one sure i i do not blame you that that is all see like that used to be like at least i felt that they used to be the price to own something digitally yeah it is around that price i think um i guess it's a bit more expensive when it first comes out um but i just think of it like so if it's something i really really want to see and i can't wait the, the the window you know before it goes down to like the usual like five or six dollars um mm-hmm. i just think of it as like the price of a movie ticket and i don't have to run the risk of uh annoying people around me right sure yeah and i guess that's how the studios by the way, you sound kind of uh, weird. I don't know if you pushed a button by accident. Do I? A little bit. A little higher pitched. I don't know. You were messing around with some stuff before the before the show. Yeah, how's that? That's better. Okay. <laughs> maybe, you know, none of the knobs are meant to be turned, but maybe one of them is. Okay. You know what? A- yep, actually... <laughs> actually, the gender knob was turned. The gender knob. <laughs> the gender knob. <laughs> You know how it's a spectrum? Yes, yes. Well, well, well I have a knob for it. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I must have bumped it while I was fucking around. That's very um, funny. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did something. Yeah, that was my bad. Um, <laughs> uh, this is all going to get cut. We're going to cut everything. Oh, no. We're going to cut a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to cut. We're going to cut everything. You got to keep the gender knob. I go. I'll, maybe I'll keep the gender knob. Um, hey, what's up? It's the Denner Road Show. Episode 64. Uh, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'm all out of whack. My gender's been uh, <laughs> switcheroo. Fluctuating. Know, on. Fluctuating. It's all it's all fluctuating. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you're new to the show, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry starters mm-hmm. uh, uh we we take a, a look at some fringe internet culture and also uh sometimes we get involved in some metaphysics uh speak for yourself <laughs> honestly and and most of the time we talk about uh jrpgs because i i force ian to to talk about jrpgs um but uh today i want to start off with a segment we haven't done in maybe maybe like a month or two um, and I need to hit various knobs and buttons for that, so. I want to do a little, ah, oh, fuck, the wrong knob. You know what? Fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> this whole operation has gone to shit. <laughs> okay, all right. I think you should keep that voice, and we'll see how long I can tolerate it. You know, I don't think it would be very, uh, wait. No, I prefer the first one. Yeah, I don't think this is the right one either. <laughs> no. But let, let me let me do the intro for the segment and then I'll, I'll try to fix everything. All right, all right, we're gonna do Mountains of Madness. That's the name of the fucking segment that I'm trying to start. Mountains of Madness. There we go. I feel like I should just go back to bed. I. I mean, I've always wanted to do a solo pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things are not going right. Oh shit. All right. So um. 
I don't even know where to begin with this, but uh, so I was having some dreams. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Um, and and we've talked previously about how uh, um, my dreams have uh, prophetic qualities to them. Right. Um, I believe we we talked about that on another edition of this segment. Um, and I'm not going to get into necessarily dream specifics because nobody wants to hear about other people's dreams. I know that I'm not going to fall into that trap. And yet here um, we are. I, but, but I said, but I'm not going to. So I, what I want to talk about is um, recurring dreams, but not necessarily like um, the recurring um, like storyline of, of a dream that happens over and over again. But like specific recurring dream themes and images. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. And um, because this got me thinking about like the sort of structure of dreams and if they have maybe a specific physical dimension to them. Okay. And I know this is this all sounds like I'm a crazy person. Because, of course, it does. Yeah, I, I should say every now and then you make the uh, choice to start out the podcast with the most inaccessible topic sure. that we have. Uh-huh. Well, the problem is, is that, like, if I, if I save this for the end, I'm not going to want to do it by the time we get through an entire show. Okay. So I have to open with it. Sure. I have to open with sure, it. Sure, sure. I got to get it out. Um, and so the... I want to I want to just touch like I'll give an example just to be um, so you kind of understand what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm not going to like recount the dream because I know nobody gives a shit. Um, I keep having these dreams over the course of, I would say, years where uh, my neighbor's house has a s entirely different architecture to it. Um, and the dreams are completely different. Uh, whatever's going on in the dream is, you know, never the same, except for the architecture of my neighbor's house is this strange, um, like it's it's now this weird building to it that is is not the case in reality. And But the dream has nothing to do with the neighbor's house existing or having that strange architecture. But that's just a component of this recurring dream mm -hmm. is that I will keep dreaming of the neighbor's house having this strange architecture to it. And you identify it as a neighbor's house just because of where it's located? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like it still retains qualities of its house in reality, but it also has like like the upstairs has uh, like sliding glass doors and like a patio, you know, that doesn't exist in reality. And uh, you're never it's just very strange. You're never inside. Right. This is always just from the outside. No, okay. no. Like me seeing it from the outside, like basically seeing it from my house. Sure. Um, and so I will have dreams where like I will like this neighbor's house and its strange dream shape is a recurring feature. Right. Um, and so I, I, I was thinking about like, are, are dreams uh, like a specific, like metaphysical place that we can like return to? Like, is this, is this, do you know what I'm saying? A little like, bit, this is, yeah. Th this is, this is like a version or, or a space that like, I keep being drawn to. It's interesting. For whatever, for whatever reason. This this brings me back to, uh, remember Lost uh, and, and that episode, The Constant, where Desmond was like going back through time, but to tether him, he needed like the one, in this case, it was a person that was the, the constant. Uh, no matter what was happening anywhere mm -hmm. else, he needed that one tether, that one constant person, you know, to keep him yeah. like sane, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe this house is like your, is that constant well, presence. Well, well, see, that was just one example. Oh, okay. Um, and 
like I have other recurring dreams. Most of the time they're like fucking, you know, like I, I have like the, the classics, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like your teeth fall out. Um, I never had that one. And, really? Yeah. Um, I get that one all the time. Um, and I get, uh, I get the one where like you're falling. I get that one constantly. I think we talked about that one before mm-hmm. where like, cause like the one time I woke up with bruise, like I fell like face down and like, I woke up with bruises on my chest. Oh damn. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've had weird shit. Um, so, so like, yeah, I've, I've had like recurring, uh, just like specific images and things. And like, so like I've, I've had like, like similar physical structures that like will keep popping up in, in, in dreams. And like, this is, this is like over the course of a, a very long period of time mm-hmm. that I will have like, you know, uh, another dream where like I, I, I've, I've come to like some oddly familiar place that is you know detached from reality or like distorted in some in some way um i mean so far my big question is like this like the example you've you've shared here the house it's uh where did this derive from like is there a a house in the real world that is sort of like stuck in your mind and sort of like been translated you know oh you think it's like a a combination of yeah, I think everything in, in dreams is is derived from the from reality in some way. You're not just making mm. stuff out of thin air. Mm. Well, you know, Young would say. Uh huh. Yeah, I was just waiting for it. I had an over under <laughs> here on the uh, number of minutes it would take. <laughs> would say that like necessarily like it would it would be derived from reality, but it would not necessarily be a reality that I would have experienced because right. of the collective unconscious. It could have come from anywhere, any anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Sure. Yeah, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> it's it's funny you bring this up this week because the past, I don't know, week, week and a half, every single night I've had a vivid dream. I'm on like a streak. Yeah, me too. That's why I decided to talk about this maybe it's the heat wave i don't know what's going on well for me it was a, a string of awful migraines okay all right luckily that's not it's not the, the case for me that's unfortunate yeah um and so like i think i think i mentioned this before but like i will sometimes have that disorienting feeling where uh i can't i i, I sort of lose track of the plot of a dream or like i will have i can't remember when i dreamed something mm-hmm. and so like i can't tell if like I had multiple dreams that were sort of related in the same night or if they felt like something I dreamed a long time ago. Right, right. And so like even I was just saying right now that I've I've had a dream of this house, this distorted neighbor's house over a period of several years. I don't actually know if that's true. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's true. Or if it just feels that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. And that's that's kind of disorienting. Yeah, I would imagine. So it might have been just like, like even the last week, I could have been, I like dreamed this house multiple times, like even throughout like several nights. And then I just like have the feeling that like, oh yeah, I, I've, I've been dreaming of this house for like a couple of years. That's quite a, a I, I, time difference. Like, but like, that's the feeling. Right, of, right, right. It's so familiar, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. So, but I don't necessarily have a way to differentiate. Um, Do we know how new the uh, neighbor's house is? Like if it's a somewhat recently constructed? Uh, uh, no, it's been the same for a very long time. Okay. So I was thinking maybe like, I don't know what, what kind of house stood uh, prior to, to this one, right? It'd be very, very interesting if like you were able to look that up and it turned out to look like uh, the house in your dream. Yeah, it's, I don't think, 
like the architecture is just so strange uh-huh. that I don't think anybody would like, I don't think it can exist, you know? Maybe it's uh, something you've seen in fiction, like an anime or some sort of TV maybe, show. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, it, it, it like, I, I just frequently have, I guess, dream places that uh, just keep popping up. Well, you know, our generation, most of us are not going to own homes within our lifetime. Sure. So this is <laughs> probably the this best is, alternative. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. And I swear that this is not um, incognito marketing for uh, Netflix Sandman. Uh, right. Out out now. Are you going to watch that? Um, m- maybe cautiously. The problem is, is that I feel like I've seen most of it. I heard the um, there was a recent, somewhat recent um, audiobook version with like a full cast that I've heard really good things about. Yes. And that's apparently still going to keep going. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, like the like just the promo on Twitter for it. I feel like I've seen most of it. Yeah. Some of the reviews I saw came out today that they don't look very promising. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an impossible thing to adapt. Seems like it. I've never read the, the uh, comic book, but it seems like it would be. Yeah. Maybe an animated series, potentially. Honestly, that probably would have been the way to go. Yeah. But like animation right now, that whole industry is so fucked. How so? Uh, Like, well, like, like Western animation, like is like one, they all do the same art style. Yes. Which is that Cartoon Network. Every, everybody's a circle. I don't know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. But like if you, like uh, what was the show? It was like kids like they're all kids shows but like it was like gravity falls or something yeah that's one of them yeah well like everything looks like that now right so so like all 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 animation looks like that and then everything else is 3d yeah um because it's uh generally faster to do Mm -hmm. um but uh it's it's uh such a high skill thing that's uh incredibly low paying um like Netflix just shafted their like entire animation uh, division. Like it's always the, it's always the first thing to go. So like whenever Netflix was having their whole um, like uh, drop off. Yeah. They they axed like 90 percent of their animation uh, production. Coincidentally, I've just uh, started watching BoJack this week. Mm, mm. But so that's good, though, because like, that finished. So, yes, yes. I don't um, have to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, and then like, if you look at anime, it's kind of similar where, uh, animators work incredibly grueling hours and barely get paid. Uh, stuff gets contracted out to Korea and, uh, China. Um, and it, it, it's, it's just a really tough industry. Mm-hmm. Seems like um, it, yeah. And so if you like need something to be like, uh, uh, a highly specific, passion project like Sandman would need to be mm-hmm. um while uh on paper no no pun intended like you would need it to work best in animation like just the workflow I don't necessarily think it would make sense right I, um, I can see that is this also why Netflix continues to green light these really lousy looking live action adaptations of anime series uh so there's a par- well yes uh but there's a couple of reasons for that um so that's one of them. Uh, live actions uh, also generally cheaper, uh, especially if you don't factor in like if you put in like CW quality special effects. Um, and apparently uh, like the Japanese audience really wants to see live action adaptations. Oh, OK. Which is surprising. But so like that, that's more of like a, a um, 
like a Japanese general audience, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like so like a Japanese general audience that maybe doesn't necessarily watch anime. Sure. Um, would uh, be more likely to watch live action. I mean, that's kind of the case in the West, too, right? Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just in but general. They're the ones that. Yeah. So they're the ones that clamor more for live action. Right. Um, and so that's that's another part of the reason why Netflix uh keeps keeps trying to do the live action adaptations even though every time they're received incredibly poorly mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah i don't know like the other thing with uh, the neil gaiman stuff is is like he's devoted all of his attention to adapting his older stuff right um and like i so like he did good omens right yes and um, I really love that book. And then it was adapted uh, for TV with Amazon. And it basically turned into Tumblr uh, shipping fodder. Uh huh. And like, I, I, I still haven't watched it. And it sort of like left a bad taste in my mouth because I, I that's not what I remember anything like from the book at all. Right. Uh, and um, like, I don't know. It's just it's such a strange strange thing like it's like like that's the audience it found um and and sandman is such a such a special series that there's like really nothing like it that it it, it feels like it, like i said it feels so impossible to even attempt to turn it into something mm -hmm. um and so like from what i've seen it just kind of looks like it kind of looks like a student film to be honest yikes like i don't know maybe it's better you know not seeing screenshots on twitter and the trailer on twitter you know maybe it'll look better on my you know big bigger screen but like i don't know i don't know yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't have high like high expectations for it yeah it's some, something that's like so influential uh in the comic book medium too um and like you said it's so unique that it would be kind of insulting to just turn it into a netflix series it looks like a lot of their other like genre fare right yeah yeah like it's like Sandman is like it's colorful, it's contemplative, it's it's slow. <laughs> like <laughs> they're just you know, they're just pages and pages of like, you know, there's no dialogue, you know, like uh and then there's also pages and pages that are just text and just people talking and like um but like you're also inside people's heads and uh I <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I it, don't see how you do it. Yeah, the like you said, the screenshots do not pop or anything. They look very no. like dull. And like the the one thing that comes to mind that and this you know this show is not uh, not especially great by any means, but the American Gods adaptation from a few years ago, um, for all of its like shortcomings, it was at least visually attention grabbing. It it, it sort of captured yeah. some of the um, like the magic of that novel right visually yeah. um which it seems like at first glance the the sandman adaptation is is definitely lacking no and like in sandman like you like you go to space you go to hell mm -hmm. you know like you encounter norse gods like he's best friends with a guy that's got a pumpkin head like i don't know i <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't look yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that Netflix has come out that aesthetically doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like Ozark comes to mind. Um, I've watched a good chunk of that series. I really wasn't a fan of it. But like even just like visually, yeah. it's just like all blue. It's all blue mm -hmm. and gray and dull and just kind of awful to look at. Yeah. Um, so that was so that was um, 
one of my main uh, problems with the the Dexter revival uh-huh. <laughs> was that it was completely blue and gray. Yeah. And it's like, okay, fine. He's in upstate New York and it's, you know, in the winter. So it, it's snow covered and it's the dead of winter. Fine. But the original series was in Miami. And so it, there was color and it was vibrant. And it was this contrast of he's a serial killer. But yet this like city is so full of life. Like that was the that was the joke of it all mm-hmm. is that he's this he's this dour person, you know, who hates everybody around him and he kills people. And the city is like, you know, vibrant and colorful and everybody's speaking Spanish, you know. And then this revival was just sort of like any other crime show that's on TV or it's just blue. Yeah, it's just, it just feels generic more than anything else. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it's like what a lot of TV looks like now, no matter sort of what it is. Yeah, unfortunately. So like for 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 Sandman, like I don't, I don't necessarily have the faith that they're going to be able to adapt arcs like a Game of You and the Doll's House, and I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we'll probably swing back around to the streaming platforms because there's some some news this week that we're going to touch oh, upon. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I do have to do a quick uh, correction here. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. Uh, so last week, uh, in our did it all for the Moogle, um, when we were talking about fan translations, uh, I mistakenly said that the uh, English fan translation for uh, the PS1 version of uh, Shimagami Tensei If was there was a new version. Um, what I meant to say was that there was a new translation for the PS1 version of the original Shin Megami Tensei. So this just brought to mind that TikTok meme. It's like nobody's going to know. How would they know? <laughs> nobody's going to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the translation for if is somewhat new, but that's the Super Nintendo translation. Um, that's like a couple years old. Uh, but the uh, PlayStation 1 SMT1 translation dropped just like a few weeks ago. Uh, so I'm glad we got that straightened out. Had to set the record straight. Yes, um, we're we're all about our uh, integrity here. We gotta, you know. You know, I can't I can't have bad information out there. Mm-hmm. Like like if you're coming to this show, you're coming for the hottest SMT news. It's the only reason I can think of. An analysis. Yeah. And so I can't I can't you know have, like what if somebody was listening and like oh my god I can't believe that there's a, a translation for the PS1 version of Shin Megami Tensei if, and then they go and find it and then they can't find it. And then they come, they come from my head, you know? I think there are better odds of, of one of us winning the lottery <laughs> than of that scenario actually taking place, but sure. <laughs> uh, and then let's just jump into Moogle. Do you want to, like, rename the show? No, no. Okay, just just check, just I, I asking. Said, <laughs> I said it off air, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to wind down Moogle. I, th- uh, I feel like you said this exact thing last week. I know, but I don't think I said it on the air. Oh, if I did, I don't know. I'll cut one of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I was really hitting it, hitting it pretty hard, and it's like, uh, you know. Um. So, so I got JRPG problems. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Shocker. Again. Yeah. Um. So, so Soul Hackers Two is out in like three weeks. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's 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 exciting. Woohoo! Yay! Xbox uh, keeps giving me ads for it. Oh, that's good. That's 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 good. Yeah. I haven't seen any on PlayStation. Um, so that's out in three weeks. Um, 
I just finished up Final Fantasy IX, which was the the JRPG roulette, the last wheel spin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so normally at this point, I, I, I would like to do another wheel spin, uh, but with Soul Hackers 2 so close, that's kind of dicey. Um, but in the meantime, I still needed something else to play in between now and before Soul Hackers is out. Right. Uh, and so so I went to my my one of my best friends. I went to one of my best friends in the world. Howlongtobeat.com. I fucking love that site so much. Mm-hmm. It is the best site. Um, and so I went through. I didn't know anybody so felt much. so strongly about this. Whenever you're playing JRPGs <laughs> that are way too fucking long you need to know what you're in for yeah because they like split up into like how long does the main story take how long does it the main story plus the additional like side quests right yeah yeah and then how long does like the 100 percent run take? yeah the platinum yeah, yeah 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 so it's it's fucking great it's fucking phenomenal and it's even broken down into platforms so like if people are using emulators like what you know are they if they're cheating like you know so you can like kind of average out what, like what you're how long it's going to take you um fucking love it i bet you that uh, site is able to differentiate between smt1 and smt if well yeah probably but that's just because it's a search engine okay <laughs> I don't know. uh so so i so i went to how long to beat and i'm going through the backlog i'm like okay you know what what do i got here that isn't too long that i could kind of kind of get into mm-hmm. and it, it provided me an answer and the answer was atelier riza okay and, and so that's what i'm playing now. oh great that's okay so so how long uh does does that one take to beat uh it's like 26 to 30 hours ish it's not bad it's not bad at all you could play the last of us um, part two again instead how or i could beat my head against the wall sure for, for 12 hours <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I'm playing that. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. It's it's kind of a breath of fresh air com- compared to Final Fantasy that's, IX. I thought that was Zelda. That's that's a breath of the the wild oh, fire. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I I wasn't gonna do like a full review of of Final Fantasy IX because I basically talked about all my grievances with it uh the last time we did a wheel spin and those didn't really um, didn't really change not really the only thing that got better was is that i stopped getting one shot um but other than that it was still really slow uh it, yeah it, it retained all the same problems i had with it basically um i i don't understand people that like say that the story in that game is good uh <laughs> i was like where <laughs> where is it mm-hmm um, I actually like rushed to finish it because I just wanted to be done with it. Um, because I considered uh, going to beat the super boss in that game uh, because it shows up in Final Fantasy 14. And I was like, oh, you know, let me just see like where it originated. Um, and I would have done it if you didn't have to do uh, a bunch of stupid mini games in order to access it. Uh, and so I was like, okay, no, I'm not doing that. Not worth it. So I just, I just decided to finish. Yeah, I just decided to finish the game. Um, but yeah, so now I got Atelier Riza going, um, and it, it's just kind of nice to play a game that's just like, oh yeah, we're going to go on an adventure, you know, and and that's kind of it. Like the stakes are like, they feel so much lower than yeah. like a Final Fantasy. I'm trying to, this is like a, this is the series where it's like borderline like slice of life with some magic, in, right? Isn't that kind of like what's going on? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So like... It's a series where, like, you always play as an alchemist. Yes, that's right. Alchemy, yeah. Um, and so it's got, like, uh, a really in-depth crafting system. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I really like games that have uh, good crafting systems. Um, and so I always wanted to play the series, actually. And uh, but like there are just so many entries that I never knew where to start or like what was a good entry point. Um, but then so then uh, the Atelier Ryza uh, is a PS4 game. And then it has a sequel that is on PS5. These are like the two newest entries. And so I was like, OK, well, then let me just do those. Then. Um, and so I've, I've had it on the, you know, log for a long time um and yeah it's just like it just like feels low stakes you know he plays a girl that wants to adventure and she discovers alchemy and then wants to become a good alchemist and she's got her group of friends and they you know want to do what they want to do and uh that's kind of it and you just go out and collect a fuck ton of ingredients and then you just kind of mix them all together and uh the crafting is sort of like um it's sort of like Final Fantasy X's sphere grid leveling system, but like crafting. Uh, so like instead of the um, leveling spheres, it's specific ingredients. And so it depends on whatever their element is and also their quality. And so like the recipe is basically like this little web of spheres and circles that you can input into. Um, and it also offers like a really uh, decent level of experimentation because you can turn certain recipes into other recipes if you input the right ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty fun. And uh, if like it's, it's the kind of game where like if you feel the need to pick up everything in um, RPGs, then uh, it's got you covered because like there's so much shit to pick up. Right. And it's like all useful because it's all ingredients. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of it's just kind of low stakes and fun. Uh, and also, I like the battle system because it's basically uh, ATB from Final Fantasy, um, but it doesn't take fucking ages like Final Fantasy IX because it's a modern game. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like the perfect kind of in-between game that's like a change of pace for you. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. Is it only on PlayStation um, or? Uh, I don't know. Um, I have a feeling it might be, mm -hmm. um, but I can check. Because there have been entries, like there were entries on the Vita and like, you know, um, it's on the Switch and uh, PC as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, Switch seems like a good platform for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because there were entries on Vita and like PS3 and some of those got ported and, and like bundled together on PS4. And so like that was my barrier to entry for the series was like, which fucking one do I play? Yeah, I have no idea which one to play. Um, and like some of them, so like each one is like named after whatever protagonist it is. Um, but then some of them are like, oh, this is the this is a um, trilogy with like three different protagonists. So I'm like, OK, well, which one do I, I? I don't know which. So then whenever this PS4 one came out and I was like, oh, OK, this is like the start of a new, you know, era or something, I guess. So, yeah, um, makes for a good jumping off point. That's great. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So I got three weeks until um, Soul Hackers and I can't fucking wait for that. There was a bit of a scare with Soul Hackers um, where uh, PlayStation, like on their YouTube channel, released like a, you know, um, a promo trailer for Soul Hackers. Mm -hmm. But in the video description, they said that it was releasing in October. Um and so that was kind of scary because uh, it, the game was released in three weeks. And so everybody was like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, hopefully they're, hopefully they're, you know, that was a typo or it's wrong or, you know, and the game has not been suddenly delayed uh, a month away from launch. Yeah, that's that's like very late for a delay. Usually games yeah. have like gone and, gold or whatever they call it, right? By that point. Yeah. And uh, and also like this week, the, the game um, hit preview at like a bunch of. Uh, RPG sites, so uh, I, I think we're good. Um, 
So that was just as simple as a, a typo? I think so, yeah. Or is it coming out like in all countries at the same time? Or? I believe so, yeah. Atlas is trying to do uh, simultaneous releases mm-hmm. of their games now, uh, starting with uh, SMT5. Uh, they, they wanted to start doing that. Um, and I think I think for Soul Hackers, it's close. I think it's like a day or something like that. Um, let me check. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, basically basically simultaneous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, August 25th for Japan and the rest of the world is the 26th. So, yeah. Is that even potentially the same time with the time zone difference or? I was just going to say, yeah, with, with the time difference, it's probably yeah. actually <laughs> the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't fucking wait for that game. Um, but anyway, you've been playing... Yeah, so I've been playing Multiverses, the new uh, Warner Brothers <laughs> free-to-play uh, platform brawler that uh, started its open beta about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on pretty much everything. Um, yeah, this is the the good bit of Warner Brothers uh, <laughs> info that we'll be talking about today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is, uh, I, I am the furthest you can get from a, a fighting game fan, I think. I've, I've really never gotten into any of them. Um, I've never played Smash Brothers, which I think is like probably the closest comparison that you can make to uh, what Multiverses is, is going for. Right. But, um, you know, it's been, it's kind of blown up. It's, it's very popular right now. Um, I figured I'd give it a download, you know, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised by it um it's a lot of fun nice yeah um so it's got like all the warner brothers own properties it has characters from dc uh from like their cartoons like uh steven universe i believe Mm, uh it's mm -hmm. got Arya stark from game of thrones um okay yeah uh scooby-doo all that stuff um so there's 17 different uh oh lebron james as well was a a new release um unfortunately it's the Toon Squad LeBron James. Um, well, but that, wouldn't it kind of have to be? It would be? have to be. I, yeah. Um, but still, like, that movie is trash, so. Well, wasn't that sort of the uh, the proof of concept for this? What do you mean? Like, the 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 uh, Space Jam 2. Oh, like, incorporating the different, like, the different uh, properties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's in, he's, like, the latest character that came out about a week ago. And there's mm-hmm. there have been like massive leaks. There's like a ton of leaked characters that will be coming out over the coming months. And I won't like mention any of them here just because like, you know, spoilers. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, but yeah. there are some some pretty cool ones. I'll say uh, Patrick Bateman. Patrick, yeah. <laughs> um. Irma Vep. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I've been playing this. I've been really enjoying it. Like, it's it's very easy to pick up and play. The move lists are pretty accessible. Like, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Like, it's you can you can get into it pretty easily, but there is quite a bit of depth and, and strategy involved uh, to, you know, learning the characters and becoming good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that, that sets this apart from, like, other fighting games and other, like, Smash Bros type games is the fact that its focus, its primary game mode is 
2v2. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which I can't speak to because I haven't played that yet. I've only been doing the, sure. one, the 1v1, um, which is fun as well. Like, it's it's cool that the characters are designed to work best as 2v2, but they still play well uh, solo, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's cool about 2v2 is that, like, a lot of the abilities can, uh, like, you know, mix and, like, complement and supplement, uh, you know, between characters. Like, there's a lot of experimentation. Um, mm. Like the cla- the the characters are divided up into classes, which I think is pretty cool. So you have like your your bruiser, which is like you know Batman, Superman, uh, kind of like your your uh, typical like fighter character, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have like tanks. You have uh, assassins, which is like. Uh, Arya Stark is an assassin, Harley Quinn as well, uh, which they're more like agile. They they are easier to um, do like significant damage against, but they're also quicker. And so they they're elusive and they have like uh, better like verticality and stuff and movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh, support characters, which is very interesting. I feel like you don't really see that in fighting games. Uh, like there's right. this guy, Rain Dog, which I'm not exactly sure like where he comes from in terms of like intellectual property but like one cool thing about him is that rain dog yeah it's r-e-i-n dog like he's like part reindeer part dog um but like what's cool about him is so it's with it being a platform fighter the goal is to knock your opponent out of the screen essentially like off the platform right and so if you're teaming up with rain dog one of his special moves is that he can uh unleash a tether to his ally which allows the ally to uh maneuver around outside of the platform and not risk falling off because he's tethered to rain dog which i think is pretty cool it seems uh as if rain dog is an original oh interesting so original to the to multiverses uh-huh according to the warner brothers uh fandom wiki okay <laughs> you know how you're a, you're a fan of warner brothers entertainment properties oh yeah sure mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah um hold on hold on hold on oh, all right uh so so you know how i just looked up rain dog yes uh over in the suggested pages on the warner brothers entertainment wiki there is uh, a page for adolf Kittler? Excuse me? Adolf Kittler is a minor antagonist of Warner Brothers cartoon shorts. Oh my god. What is happening? I feel like this is something that Warner Brothers would prefer not for people not to know about or remember. Insp- uh, it says here that the uh, inspiration was Adolf Hitler. Oh, shocking. Uh, other names, Hitler Cat. <laughs> Their, the character alignment is bad, uh, and their nationality is American. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I can say I'm not going to spoil any of the future multiverses uh, characters, but I can tell you that um, Adolf Hitler is not one of them. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't think. Uh, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so they have support class. <laughs> I'm just gonna continue. I don't know. Um, yeah, so the support classes are pretty cool. I haven't, you know, done much with them yet because um, I feel like maybe they work okay in 1v1, but that kind of defeats the purpose of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also mages, which, I mean, Bugs Bunny is a mage. I don't know exactly how that works, but. Uh, yeah, no, I see that. I can see that. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a trickster, you see. Okay, right, right. Um, but yeah, I've been messing around mostly with like Batman, uh, Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman is the the first character you unlock 
Uh, she's pretty cool. It's just fun. Like as a non-fighting game fan, I would recommend checking it out because it's it, it's very responsive. It's very fluid. It's it's um, it just seems like it's it does what it's doing very well, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are possibilities here within the the Warner properties that I think are pretty cool. Um, I was going to try and recruit you, you know, to it because the, the whole 2v2 factor, uh, I, I would need a teammate to, to really experience the game as it's as it's intended. You know, I think I'll be boycotting the game until uh, the Discovery Plus properties are folded in and I can play as the uh, deadliest catch captains. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. What's their special uh, ability? They just like throw like a fish at you? They throw out the big old uh, crab pot. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I also someone who's this isn't a spoiler if I tell you who's not on the leaked list of characters. Right. That doesn't count as a. I don't think anybody cares. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody cares about the leaked roster. Because you know who's not on there is is Batgirl. Oh, sure. Yeah. So that's a good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I even bother hitting the David Lynch button? Yeah, I think we can transition. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So wait, but hold on though. Are you any chance you might uh, give give multiverses a shot? Uh, maybe. I'm really bad at fighting games, and I understand that this is meant to be accessible and mm-hmm. uh, you know whatever. I mean, all I'm doing at this stage is just what I would consider calculated button mashing. <laughs> I really sure. I don't. I I don't have a full grasp on everything myself. So is it crossplay? Fully crossplay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. All right. We'll have to have a further discussion about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so earlier in the week, uh, I wanted to kind of talk about the Batgirl thing, but then that sort of became a media conglomeration thing. This is. Can I just say, this has been the like the weirdest like news cycle I, I can remember when it comes to like these media companies. Yeah. This has been so strange. Yeah. Such a mess. The messaging has not been good and it's because they're not messaging for the consumer. No, not like, at all. Ha- did you see the slides from their presentation? The slides? No. I've just been reading like the trade publications, like articles about everything. Oh yeah, well that's where they were coming out of. Um let me see if I can Oh no, you know what? Are you talking about the um male skew, female skew slides? Yeah, all that shit. Yes, I saw those. Those are they remind me of that Overwatch thing from a few months ago. Yeah. Like I understand demographics and these slides are for executives talking about demographics, but it just it's I don't know. It's not a good look. Did you see the one that was like content and then it's an arrow then it says streaming and then there's two more arrows and it says tv movies no no i didn't see that it's like i'm glad we had to break that down it's just it's just it's just words it's just it's like somebody forgot to do their powerpoint presentation so they woke up early and they threw something together yeah let me see if i could because there was one that that was literally all just buzzwords Sure. Uh, okay, there's the male skew. Do you think they have a gender knob over at Warner Brothers? They might. Uh, maximize content value with broad monetization strategy. Just okay. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, global powerhouse. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, here it is. So it's content, and then there's two arrows, and then it says movie streaming TV. Ah. That's even more incomprehensible. I actually <laughs> cleaned it up for them. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is Irma Vep a movie or a TV series? Okay, here's the uh, 
All right, so this one, this one is all just complete fucking buzzwords. Uh-huh. Um, streaming industry dynamics, softer macroeconomic environment, strategic course correction, synergy capture. Yeah, they're doing the thing. They're oh yeah. Doing it. Oh yeah. They're really. I love. I love corporate buzzwords. Produce compelling and diverse content powered by the best storytellers. Operate as one company with one mission. Jesus. So yeah, so let's let's backtrack a bit. Uh, so if it first came out that um, the completely filmed Batgirl movie is never going to see the light of day, right? Um, because they didn't know where to release it while it was being produced. They didn't. They, they originally were not uh, filming it with the intention of it being a theatrical release. It was going to be a digital release. Then they decided that it wasn't going to be a digital release either. And so then they just decided to cancel the whole fucking thing. Well, somebody even though somebody determined that the movie as it is, is more valuable as a tax exemption or write off than it would be on HBO Max or whatever platform they were going to use it on is my understanding. Because like if you don't actually release the movie, you can like do something with taxes that you, you don't have to like pay out for it. Or something jesus fucking christ yes that that's that's actually the reason um so this this piece of art that many people worked on uh for quite a long time and what 90 million dollars was put into or maybe even more than that i'm not sure is just so just this is, like a tax exemption this is like the producers where you you purposely make a bad thing i'm not saying this was bad i'm i'm i'm, I'm just relaying the plot of the producers yeah in order to recoup the the insurance on it yeah that's pretty much spot on isn't it holy fuck yeah it's really bleak like it's really gross so then so then why bother making anything if you can get 90 percent of the way there and make money on it and not release anything right which like i don't know if this uh is a sign of things to come. Like, I don't know what the implications are for this. I just feel bad for the people that made this movie. It, yeah, if you if you can make money pretending to make movies. Well, is it that they're making money or is it that they're losing less than they would have? <laughs> right? I'm not sure the, the distinction, but either way, either way, I, I like, don't know. monetarily, it makes more sense for them to, to write it off. Holy shit. I know, I know. Um, and what makes what makes this even worse optically is alongside Flash. this. Yes, exactly. Alongside this news of Batgirl never seeing the light of day, we have the Warner executives giving the endorsement, the green light to the Ezra Miller starring Flash uh, movie that will be coming out. Of course, Ezra Miller is um, the subject of a lot of uh, controversy uh, scandals over the last number of months. Like the news just continues to come out with um, with stories, just like horrific stories re uh, revolving around Ezra Miller. Um, and yet Warner seems cool with that. Apparently. Well, because I guess they can't write that off. I guess so. <laughs> it's getting a theatrical release. So maybe this movie will make money for them. I don't know. Oh. But then there's also uh, a smaller thing. Um, I mean, it's not smaller if you like really uh, if you <laughs> like made the show or uh, enjoy the show or want to watch it or whatever. But there were a handful of originals like HBO Max originals that yes. vanished from the platform this week. Mm -hmm. So that's also happening. Yeah, there's there's uh, an, an undercurrent of um, belief that like the Discovery execs are coming in and sort of like 
taking a shit on whatever HBO uh, or like whatever Warner properties. Yeah. So this guy, Zaslav, who's like in charge of everything now, uh, and he comes from the background, I think, with Discovery and like the reality TV side, especially. Yeah. And so his uh, his strategy has always been like cheap reality TV is best over anything that costs money, like more money, like scripted series or, right. or basically what HBO has been doing for years now. And what HBO Max sort of like centered itself around. He's like right. dismissive of that and now has the power to sort of change that landscape. Yeah, we, we saw this on a, a smaller scale with the CNN Plus thing. Yes. The, the only difference was that obviously nobody watched or bought into CNN Plus. But they so didn't. Now, have, but now they only had ten days to do so. Sure, but like that was that was it was the, it was was a doomed project from the the get go. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But but it's the same philosophy that's taking place uh, within the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the the end result here, the big takeaway is that in a year, um, HBO Max and Discovery Plus will be merged together, which that's been reported on for months. Like that was the inevitable conclusion. I thought that was already right. like underway that process um and unless i'm missing something a lot of the like social media reaction this week has felt like like the kind of like catastrophizing like as if hbo max was just going to like flat out implode which is not the case um certainly a lot of their properties are up in the air uh if they if they haven't outright vanished currently right well i think that like it's it goes back to the messaging where before before this uh, like uh investors call which is where all this all the slides and like all the like information is coming out of like from uh warner brothers discovery whatever their fucking name is now mm-hmm. uh is coming out of uh the first news was the batgirl thing and then all of a sudden all these shows were being dropped true so that that was the that's that was the reaction people were having was that like, oh, shit, shows that we're watching are just gone now. And Discovery is uh, coming in and taking over. Yeah. So when you only have that to go on, it's, you know, the speculation there. That's fair. Um, but like for me, this like I hate this so much. I hate all the corporate nonsense that we're seeing. I hate the fact that this is um affecting artists you know because ulti- oh, yeah. ultimately it's affecting the people that are making these these shows and movies and whatnot um for me personally like i've, I've started wa- finally watching irma vep on hbo mm-hmm. this week which it's a very strange time to pick up that show um like when you contrast it with the news cycle because like the, here is a very much a passion project that HBO greenlit. Um, right. It's you could say it's like a niche sort of uh, thing, right? It's like this fr- this this remake of a French film from the '90s that's about the the independent the making of independent films and sort of the industry. And it it takes shots at like Hollywood and like blockbusters and big corporations and how those interact and interfere with like movie stars and the making of like art house movies. Um, mm-hmm. so, so there's like. A lot of themes running throughout the show, but even just the show itself is like, I'm so grateful that we have something like this. And with the uh, with with Warner Brothers sort of like looming over everything, it's like, well, how many more projects like this are we going to have going forward? Yeah. You know, it's so. So the other part of it was that like news was trickling out from uh, like from from employees, basically Mm -hmm. uh, about. And this was, again, before before this investor call. 
um, about how like the, the the mega service would be combining. Um, and then there's this tweet from from a reporter saying that uh, quote CNN Plus style bloodbath for HBO Max employees. So like that, you see yeah. that kind of shit that spells doom. Yeah. Um, and also like weird shit about how it won't have Discovery or HBO in the name of the streaming service. Yeah, it seems counter to. Yeah, it really does, right? Because so much of the discourse around uh, the launch of HBO Max was about, like, the, you know, including HBO in the title and, like, putting that brand and, like, what it's, quote-unquote, stands for, like, yeah. at the forefront, right? Which, what it stands for would be, you know, um, thoughtful, like, prestige. I, I mean, I don't like that word, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Television, um, like, it differentiates itself that way. Um, so now, with the new regime potentially tossing that out the window, like, they're not going to get rid of the HBO brand because that still has a lot of value. Mm -hmm. But if it's not in the name, if it's not at the forefront, then it it does make you question what HBO is going to look like, how it's going to be impacted in the future. Yeah. So and then somebody says Warner Max is the best title for the service. And then uh, the reply is there's a very good chance you're getting your wish. Um, mm -hmm. So this is this is the same problem that like Paramount has. Yes. Where they now become uh, so corporate facing that it is like impossible for the average consumer. Like we have to play like bingo or uh, I don't know, roulette with like trying to find who owns what in order to watch it. Yes. Uh, like you have to you have to like now keep up with investor calls and shit in order to find out where your shows are uh, like like trying to explain to your parents like the the who, like what properties fall under Paramount and Viacom, you know, and and Universal <laughs> and and now uh, Time Warner uh, Discovery. Like it's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Like like HBO HBO Max, you at least understood that you were getting HBO shit. Yeah, and you understood what that meant. Sort of because now, because they do have that distinction, right? Where you have HBO originals and then you have HBO you had, Max originals, which are uh, coming from a completely different like place. Right, but you you get my point. I do least. get your point. I do. Yeah. Now you're gonna have Warner Plus Max, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And now you have to look at a spreadsheet to look at all the goddamn properties that Warner owns. It's insane. It is insane. It's insane. You have to do the same thing with Disney. You have to look at all the shit that Disney owns. Well, they also own Hulu and, and FX, and now you got to do this mathematics there. It's mm -hmm. like, it's fucking ridiculous. Not to and mention it's, like, not to mention the platforms are different in like every market too. Of course. But like that, but this is like what the top executives want. They are the Warner executives. So they, of course, want their flagship product to be named after them. Mm -hmm. They want the streaming service to be named Warner, whatever, even though that doesn't make sense from a consumer's point of view. It's so, oh my God. Yeah, it gets in the way of the art more than anything else. Like for me, it's like you just want to, you want to engage with and like seek out the the shows and the films that you want, right? But instead you're yeah. left with this this landscape that is just like it's it's next to impossible. Like I don't even, I don't want to be talking about this shit right now on this podcast, but like that's that's how things are. It gets in the way of basic fucking usability. It does. It does. Which seems like it would be bad for business, but I I don't know. Who am I to say? Well, the problem is is that you literally don't have a choice unless you pirate. True. It is so much easier if you know the name of a show to pirate something 
than it is to find out which fucking streaming service it's on. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was uh, telling my mom to watch Severance. I figured she'd like it. Um, and but then I was like, yeah, well, I have it on the Plex server because it's. Uh, and I couldn't remember even which fucking streaming service it was on. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what streaming service it was on. And then I remembered it was Apple. Big fucking deal that it was Apple because you could stick that thing anywhere. What does it matter? Mm-hmm. It could be. It could be on HBO. It could be on fucking paramount it could be on netflix doesn't matter it's way easier to type go to a torrent site type in severance than it is to figure out which fucking streaming service it's on yeah that's where they're in trouble you see more ads for vpns than ever before yeah. it's either going to get to a point where literally one of these companies is going to own everything which is a pop it's a possibility yeah we're halfway there you know with how fucking big they are mm-hmm. or we're going back to cable except it's digital now right those are our options right i mean apple wants the latter right because they're um they're uh like apple tv device or even just like their apps are designed to where you could just like subscribe to all these um streaming services through them and then like their menu their interface like just like throws it all together in one yeah right so that that's like what they're going for like their own apple like tv plus is like a it's like a complement to that it's a supplement to that right it's not the main attraction it's look at this these originals you get but also subscribe to everything else through us for convenience well that's the difference though is that apple has more money than god yeah and they're it's such a it's a side hustle to them right they've never been fully they got into media because they fucking felt like it yeah like (laughs) somebody woke up one day yeah they make hardware and if it didn't work they'd just say okay fine fuck it you know we lost a a couple billion big deal Mm -hmm. we'll just release another iphone and like if you care about the corporate wars between these streaming services which there's no reason you should but that's why people were finding it funny that apple got a best picture winner in coda before netflix got one uh because netflix outright tries their hardest every year to get something like that um where apple just kind of like accidentally ran into it you know right um but that's neither here nor there yeah it's it sucks um you know before before the the whole like all the news came out and we just had the the Batgirl piece I thought my first thought was like oh my god they're trying to manufacture another Snyder Cut situation where it's like they take this movie yeah. away from everybody and just so that there would be like a social media campaign like release the Batgirl cut or whatever um which who knows maybe that's down the line right because they <laughs> they have this film made already so oh, I don't know yeah, so- so hold so uh, all right so I don't I don't know the narrative of the Snyderverse people anymore like 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 completely because they're they're still going uh <laughs> Like they they got it they got it they were given a taste of power, you know, power yeah uh-huh. and so they're still going um so apparently they're happy about the Batgirl thing oh give me a break yeah so they're happy about it because they think to them that's evidence of a like of the Snyder verse being restored. Uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I hate to, I hate it, it, to tell them, but like DC's whole like extended universe, cinematic universe, whatever you want to call it is nonsensical. It doesn't make any sense. It's not coherent. It's nothing, it's not it's nothing supposed anymore. to be. It's nothing like it. They're just making movies that have nothing to do with one another and, and, until they do, which like there's like forced connections, I guess, but there's like five different jokers. Like who cares? I I'm done. Right. Personally, I'm done. Li- I'm done now. I'm not watching any more of this nonsense. Th- well, they don't like that. They want the Snyderverse to be restored. They want they want Ben Affleck still. They want they want the whole thing. 
But now they're putting Ben Affleck into one of these movies again, even though he said he wasn't doing it anymore. Are they? Yeah, I heard about that. Okay, see, like the, this is they this is their this is their whole deal. This is their whole agenda. But like, why not be invested in things that are good? Is my question. None of this is good. None I, of this is worth your time. It's a weird. It's a weird cult. I don't know. <laughs> not to be mean about it. Know. Like, if you enjoy these movies, enjoy them. But like. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't believe they were still going. <laughs> could I? I thought they got, I thought they got what they wanted, but uh, you know, I, I guess that's me being naive. I guess so. But yeah, they're they were still going and they were they were triumphing over the cancellation of Batgirl. I didn't even know that there was a Batgirl movie happening be honest with you yeah that news came out i remember that we actually might have talked about it i just remember the that joss whedon uh quit a version of batgirl because he said that he had no ideas which is very funny (laughs) yeah i remember that happening but i didn't know that there was still yeah this one had like this one had like uh michael keaton coming back oh is this what he was doing i thought he was doing some kind of i thought he was doing uh uh like a a Batman thing. No, he was in this one as Batman. He was, I think going to be in like, I don't know, another Aquaman movie or something as Batman. I don't know. There's whatever they're doing. (laughs) You know what I'll watch? You know what I'll watch? I'll watch the next Shazam because I I enjoyed Shazam. Um, That's coming, right? And I'll watch, I'll watch Aquaman too. If Amber Heard is in it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Just cause like I, you know, I'll watch something if Amber Heard's in it. Um, Yeah. You gonna watch uh, uh, Black Adam? Who's that? The Rock? I think so. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't just, even know. Is that still happening? I just remember that being announced like ten years ago. Shit! I just said I was out two seconds ago, and now I've got like three movies lined up. This is what they want. <laughs> this is exactly what they want. Um, no, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's very stupid. Yeah. I just uh, HBO is putting out some really good stuff right now. Um, the rehearsal is like transcendent. Oh, it's so fucking good. Um, Irma Vep is like everything I've wanted in a TV show. <laughs> you know, you, you talked about renaming the, the podcast. We should just pivot to being a rehearsal fan cast. Yeah. To be honest with you. Well, you know, I, I <laughs> thought of a, a joke um, along the lines of like, because I saw there was the headline where Warner lost like, I don't know, three how many how many billions of dollars was it over the past i don't know they've lost a lot of money i don't know as a company and so i was like oh i wonder if this is like an elaborate nathan for you bit (laughs) where but then um indiewire critic uh david ehrlich tweeted out like that same thing so oh yeah sure (laughs) um but yeah wouldn't it be funny if like the rehearsal is like a nathan for you bit where it's like his attempt to sort of like uh bring interest to the (laughs) to like warner brothers (laughs) (laughs) i don't know um but yeah i hope stuff like that continues like hbo has had like a, a pretty good run of like their um i guess like friday night shows like their experimental stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, that I think kind of started with like high maintenance and then you had uh, like Betty and you had how to with John Wilson and you had like painting with John and just all these really cool shows that they took a shot on and like sure like most of them got canceled but like they're still very interesting and and uh, stuff that you really aren't going to see elsewhere so right I don't know. I just hope that stuff isn't impacted, you know, by the larger corporate crap that's going on. Mm-hmm. But time will tell. Yeah. Um, 
You have a dating is dead here. Oh yeah, this probably doesn't warrant a full like segment or anything. Okay. Um, no, I just there's this uh, this TikTok user uh, Mickelson Renard. I came across one of his videos, and like I looked at his page, and it seems like his thing is like going to like bars or nightclubs and interviewing mainly women and like mainly women who sure. are intoxicated. Which I don't like. I don't know if if that's like exploitative or not. It seems kind of like it. Probably. Like I know that. I personally wouldn't want a microphone in my face when I'm under the influence. Um, I wouldn't want it when I'm out of the influence. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just take this podcast, for example. Right. Um, but there was one, the first, very first one of this guy that I saw, I, it's just been stuck. It, it stuck with me. And it's I don't quite know how to interpret it. And I was hoping you could help with that. So I just want to want to play this. Guys, do you prefer a nice guy or an asshole? An ancient man. What? An ancient man. An ancient man? What do you mean by that? Like 1800s? Don't right. you want to go away with me? It'll be like humans never existed. Or technology. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is this like a reference to something? Is it a riddle? I just don't know what to, to make of this. An ancient man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But like also like she says 1800s, but it's like before humans existed, which I, I feel like that timeline, right. that timeline right. doesn't I quite. Think, I think I think her timeline's a little off. Yeah. Um, I think she might mean a Renaissance man. Okay. Okay. But that's still not 1800s. Uh huh. But that's still. Mm, Do you want to play mm. it again just to kind of get another? Yeah. You prefer a nice guy or an asshole? An ancient man. What? An ancient man. An ancient man? What do you mean by that? Like 1800s? Don't right. you want to go away with me? It'll be like humans never existed. Or technology. <laughs> See, it's part of it Does feels like mean, a... Sorry, go ahead. Does she mean that the man is 1800 years old? Oh, you know what? You might be onto something there. The man is in his 1800s. Uh-huh. <laughs> Could be a vampire. Yeah, of course. Um, but no, part of it sounds like almost like a song lyric. You know, don't you want to run away with me? Right. <laughs> Before technology. And then I do have to say she does run away in the she video. She does run away, literally run away. Um, the caption here uh, by the, the, the creator, it says, I don't know what was going on. Um, but you see her violate me at the end, question mark, which I, I, does she, I don't see it. Maybe it's out of frame. Do you prefer a nice guy or an asshole? An ancient man. The what? An ancient man. An ancient man. What do you mean by that? Like 1800s? She looks dead into don't the camera go she says yes. <laughs> It'll be like humans never existed or technology. She, her hand goes out of frame. Mm -hmm. And he makes like a face. But I, I don't know if that face is because the hand or if it's because just reacting to whatever he just heard her say. But yeah, I think a lot of what makes this video great is the the, the stare into the camera and the sort of um, the, the certainty that she carries, you know, with this. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to disregard um, him saying that 
she violated him, but I think she was too far away for the hand to have touched him. But it seems, we seems like see it. We can't see for sure. We can't see it because the frame has it cut off. Right. So his question of, do <laughs> you see her violate me? The answer is no. We don't. We don't. The answer is no. The answer is no. We can't see it. And also, you're clearly using this person for views. So, I mean. Right. I don't know. Just something to think about. <laughs> what was that? Ancient man. Oh, I, I, I was just trying to play the video again. No, oh, okay. It was, uh, an ancient man. Yeah, the ancient man. I mean, on the one hand, like, you know, there's a lot of shitty dudes out there nowadays. So I don't know if the 1800s were any better. Probably not. And then, like, if you're going uh, back that far, you have to contend with, like, I don't know, dysentery. You, yeah, yeah. You have to, there's you a whole really lot. You'd be dealing with a lot of the... You'd be really dealing with a lot of the uh, Lapvona of it all. You would, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the comments here says that the, my favorite Lana Del Rey song... Um, I mean, Lana Del Rey is is often like uh, nostalgic, right? Yeah. Does she go that back that far? No, I think it's more like a 50s, yeah. 60s type of. Uh, sure. And it's not even like um, it's like an alternate sort of history, right? It's not. Uh, of course. Yeah. Usually, usually uh, disregarding the racism uh, of the time period. Yeah, to, to, in order to yeah. be a Lana Del Rey fan, you sort of have to suspend certain. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what I yeah. yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Oh, God. The ancient man. Will forever remain a mystery. Yeah. See, I thought this might have been like one of those um, uh, like caveman dating tips or something <laughs> weird <laughs> like that. <laughs> like one of you ever see like shit like that? Uh, I can't say I have. No. You know, what is a cave? What is an example of a caveman dating tip? Oh, I don't know. But just like this, like stupid, sh- stupid content that like dudes make for other dudes. It's like the Joe Rogan kind of shit. Oh, okay. All right. So you you're, know? you're calling the, the, the bros cavemen. No, they're, they're like, yeah, cavemen were out here. They were doing shit. Oh, so they get women. Oh, you know, right, that, kind right. of, that kind of bullshit. Is it like in reference to like gender roles where it's like, oh, we go out and hunt the animals? Yeah, for dinner. of course. Of course. Always. Yeah. They need a gender knob. Those bros. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, Ancient man. Yeah, the ancient man. I just, I, you know, I saved this one and I've, I've come back to it a few times and I've just sort of thought about it, you know, meditated on it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't say I've come to any, any conclusion. Um, yeah. Huh. But there we go. Um, how, how deep do you want to get into the, the celebrity planes? Um, I mean, how, I don't think it's, it's that deep, is it? It's fairly, <laughs> okay. I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, Cause we, we, you know, uh, we talk about Taylor Swift on the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'd yeah. be a, I feel, yeah, I'm the resident, uh, you're the resident Swifty. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I'd be sort of uh, hypocritical if I didn't, uh, bring up this. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought this might've been, um, what, like in defense of, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but also we'll okay. see how it goes. Um, okay. All right. So then, you know, it, the discourse, uh, over the past couple of weeks about, uh, celebrities and the private jets that they own and they use, um, I think this started with, I want to say Kylie Jenner who posted like I some, so. yeah, like posted an Instagram photo involving her private jet. Um, and so that got people talking. Um, but then what took it even further was this, uh, celeb jets, uh, this, this, I guess they track the usage of these private jets. And so they came out with a mm. list of of these mega celebrities who 
contribute the most like emissions from their their trips. Okay. And so there's like a top 10 list. And I don't have it in front of me, but I do know that the the number one on the list is none other than Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this year so far, uh, Taylor's jet has been used 170 times in the span of 200 days. And the that translates as far as emissions. emissions um, it equals the average yearly emissions output of like well over a thousand people. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it's it's not a good look. Um, and so the response, the only response as of this recording that I know of was from one of Taylor's spokespeople who was like, uh, yeah, Taylor lends out this jet to be used by other people. So if you think that most of like a majority of those flights were uh, for Taylor specifically, then that is incorrect. That doesn't make it much better. No, it doesn't. And like, so another thing that happened was uh, <laughs> Drake um, okay. has also been under scrutiny. I'll tell you, my, my parasocial relationships this week have been tested. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, so Drake was also under scrutiny. Uh, specifically, there was one flight that came in at 18 minutes, right? Because so part of, the, mm. part of the discourse here is like, they are taking these ridiculously short flights that would amount to like, reasonable car trips yeah um and so this 18 minute flight people were asking about that and drake was like his response was like no no no, you guys don't understand that i wasn't on that flight nobody was on that flight that is just transporting the plane to its storage facility oh oh okay (laughs) that's worse (laughs) which is worse um that's worse yes at the very least, it's not better. Like, it doesn't change the, the emissions, whether you're on the flight or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, all these um, exorbitantly wealthy celebrities are guilty of this, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what's your, do you have any takeaway here? Any thoughts? Yeah. Do you remember uh, a few weeks back, and this might have not been on air. I don't know when I said this, but uh, something along the lines of Taylor Swift's, the, like, the more zeros she has... In her bank account, the less of a shit she gives. Yeah, that was, um, I think somebody brought up a Taylor Swift song and you went into this whole, like, eat the rich moment where you were just shit talking her. But yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, uh, I mean, I was right. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> but I think it's not, a, it's not specific to Taylor. It's like any rich person. Of course person. not. But she's... That's what she is. Yeah. That's what Drake is. That's, yeah, for sure. That's what Kylie Jenner is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're going to shit all over us and tell us it's raining. Yeah. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, and, and this might not be the best take. Um, I've talked about in the past how, like, the whole paper straws thing or, like, um, sort of, like, the individual's responsibility when it comes to, like, climate change is bullshit. Okay. It, well, no, no, no. I'm, let me get to the, the point. The So on an individual level, like me or you, there's nothing we can do about climate change. Right. And any anybody who says otherwise, that's just like a distraction. That's like an illusion. That's like that's like uh, taking the blame away from where it should be, right? And yeah. the private jet emissions are exponentially worse. Uh, mathematically, in the, t- in the case of Taylor Swift, about a thousand times worse than, yes. than the individual uh, problems. But even if you compare these, these private jets to what big 
and corporations are doing, it still feels somewhat like a distraction to me. This is still not the, the, the problem here, I think. Like it's a problem, like it's not good by any means, but I still feel like compared to the big corporations, and their impact on the climate, this is still like barely anything. Am I okay. am I wrong? <laughs> the, the, okay, but this is a this is a problem of scale. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely right? is. Yeah. Like obviously, corporations' uh, high volume traffic are way worse mm-hmm. than Taylor Swift. But Taylor Swift is a thousand times worse than the average person the average person yeah so she yeah you you said it she's not the problem she's a problem Mm -hmm. so it doesn't mean that she should be taking 10 minute flights right i think the just to say the average i think the average amount of time when you take all 170 of this year the average amount of time was 80 minute flights not that that is like not that excuses anything i'm just putting that out there okay like Taylor Swift's private jet is not the same as us using a paper straw. Oh, of course not. Like, like the paper straw thing is an excuse, is shifting the blame to average people. And at best, on an individual basis, it's maybe making you feel better that you're doing something. Maybe. Mm-hmm. If you if you can subscribe to it. If or you can, like, shield your eyes. On the flip side, it could be shaming you into thinking that you're the problem, which I think is the intention. That, too. Yeah. That, too. Same with, uh, like, air conditioner use. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... The, the planet is heating up to such a ridiculous degree and you don't deserve to be comfortable as we're all like boiling alive. Right. So, so turn, so turn off your air conditioner. Right. Um, it's like, no. Um, but then it's like at the same time, like we, 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 like we see the problem at scale. Like whenever we had like two weeks of lockdown, like whenever we actually had like a real one, like we saw that like whenever nobody was driving, the emissions were down like dramatically. Yes. In just that s- small span of time. Uh, so I think this is a problem of scale. Yeah, I agree. But also I would like to dismantle uh, Taylor Swift's private jet. Just her specifically? Well, uh, maybe as like a, uh, a symbolic gesture, but then also, yeah, dismantle all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I would tell I would televise dismantling hers, you know, damn, but then also get rid of get rid of all of them. To be fair, you are a, uh, a Taylor Swift hater. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like anytime her name is mentioned, you just like go into a rage, which I mean, that might be I, that might be I your problem. I think it's a rage. I, I don't think it's a rage. I think it's um that might like say more about you an- than any, anything else. I think it's contemplative annoyance. Okay. <laughs> like it's like it's like sort of like it's like meditative to me to like be like kind of annoyed by her. All right. I mean, you do without what you want or you know, <laughs> listeners can can take away what they want from that. But um <laughs> <laughs> I, I read a, a, a piece on Slate that was like, well, what's the answer here, right? Like, what is the, what's the solution? Uh, to- what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What's the solution? Like realistically, because realistically, you're not going on television and dismantling planes. So, like, what would the solution here be? And there's the conclusion that the Slate writer came to, and I'm not saying I agree with it because I think celebrities it's- fly commercial. D- done well there's an argument that they made in this article that was like somebody of the like popularity of like i don't know taylor swift or, or anybody I don't that's give on that a shit i don't give a shit about taylor swift being comfortable on a plane well it's more than that isn't it because it's like logistically like that could become a nightmare for taylor swift boohoo and anybody else around taylor swift like 
can you imagine like somebody of that status flying a commercial plane and like sort of the attempt, like any number of things that could bring. It could bring security problems. It could bring like out of control crowds. It could security problems on a plane. Uh huh. Well, anyway, you can't bring hand sanitizer on a plane. The the slate writer decided that it's not feasible for these mega celebrities to fly commercial. And so what the the slate writer, and I'm trying to differentiate here. These are not my thoughts. I'm just relaying this information. The slate writer, um, the conclusion was a a network of celebrity uh, uh, planes that like they would eat. They would all like use each other's planes when they needed to. And so there'd be like they would cut down on usage by like. That's called charter flights. uh That exists. But for like the uber rich, like is that? Who do you think's buying charter planes? Yes, that already exists. That's a thing. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know anything about. I I I, uh, I don't fly. I don't like it, so I don't really know much about Holy it. Holy shit! <laughs> this is going about exactly how I thought it would. Holy shit! I should say I'm and I'm very anti-capitalist, so I don't I, you know I'm not endorsing or, or excusing these celebrities by any means. I'm really not anything. So Taylor Swift doesn't have to see a fucking poor. My God, no, it it doesn't have to do with that. It's about like it's not about that. It's really not. I don't think it is. At least I think it's more of a logistical thing. People would be like swarming airports and shit. They already do. TMZ is hanging out at LAX. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely think they should stop taking their half hour flights. That's absurd. Uh-huh. Truly absurd. Like so much. Like one argument here. Like so much of the air travel that these celebrities are taking is just inessential. Yeah. Um. So that that's. That's like a big problem. It's it's used for convenience rather than necessity in a lot of cases. Not only are they just just polluting the fucking air. Yeah. Right. They're also literally taking up airspace. Okay. Like that. Like that is literally space in the air. Like so. You know how people are tracking these flights. Mm-hmm. So those are pathways that other flights can't take. Right, right. So they're literally taking up space. True. It's also noise pollution. Uh, I mean, I think you're getting a little carried away with that, but... Sorry, Taylor. You can take a first-class fucking commercial flight. You'll live. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it would be fine. I don't know. I could. I can't say. I think it would be. All right. In that case, yeah, fly with the uh, with the common folk. I think it would be fine. You know, the ones that you charge five hundred dollars for a general admission at your shows. God, I don't man. know if that's a real. I don't know if that's a real uh, number. Um, but I know that they are expensive tickets for sure. Want to talk about Alex Jones real quick? I mean, when do I not want to talk about Alex Jones? <laughs> You know, I should say uh, uh, Red Scare, which I'm very close to uh, unsubscribing from, but I haven't done it yet. Um, I feel like I hear that every week. <laughs> I hate them so much. I don't know. I don't know. Um, they're very, very irritating. Um, and they're so wrong uh-huh. about just about everything. Um, but they did an interview, like a podcast episode with Alex Jones back like last December. And it was like a Patreon one. Sure. And so they uh, they made it free this week. <laughs> Oh god. Um, which I thought was funny. <sighs> anyway, well, yeah, an- go ahead. Anyway, uh he's being sued by the uh families of the Sandy Hook shooting. Right. And uh for for defamation and I don't even know what the fuck else because he's been saying for years and years that the, the shooting wasn't real and that the the parents were all crisis actors and that their children are actually alive. Uh, and or that they don't even have children. Basically, any horrible thing you can think of, he's been saying for years and years and years. Yeah. Um. And so he's he's on trial for that. Uh. And so his 
dipshit lawyers who have been trying to basically get a mistrial like the entire fucking time just the entire time for like no reason mm -hmm. and every single time the judge is like no 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 every single time um his lawyers sent the prosecution or i guess the plaintiffs uh all of his cell phone records whoa which in which includes his emails by accident uh, by accident is their lawyer rudy giuliani like what might as well be um and so this is a problem for alex jones for multiple reasons uh-huh and one of them is uh is uh because uh, he claimed that he didn't have the records of his cell phone. He turned over what he said he did. So this was not part of discovery. So these were records that were missing mm -hmm. that shouldn't have been missing because they actually had them. And that he also claimed that uh, there were no mentions of uh, Sandy Hook in his texts and messages. Uh, and so both of those things were not true. And so immediately the plaintiff asks him while he's on the stand, he's like, do you know what perjury is? <laughs> he just straight up lied about it um and he's very flustered and he doesn't know what the fuck's happening um and so the other thing is that uh after the uh his lawyer sent that um they knew what they did and they sent an email to the plaintiff's lawyers saying uh please disregard which <laughs> which is not how that works yeah that is not how that works you you don't just send somebody evidence and then say, oh, you can't use that, by the way. New phone, who dis? Yeah, that's just not how that happens. Yeah. It, it's it's incredible. Um, and Jones on the stand even calls this the lawyer's Perry Mason moment. So, like, he knows he's fucked. Mm -hmm. He knows he's absolutely fucked. Wait, but isn't um, Perry Mason, like, good? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So he knows he's fucked. <laughs> And so, of course, immediately the lawyers are like trying again to get a mistrial. Uh, and the judge is like, no. Uh, and it's like the lawyers are under no obligation to honor like the no takesy backsies or whatever. Like, like, please disregard email. This isn't the honor that system. They sent. Right. Yeah. Like there's no there's nothing like that. Like, especially because this was supposed to be turned over in discovery and it wasn't. Right. So the other thing is that as soon as this was discovered, uh, law enforcement immediately wanted the records because it has information about January 6th on it. Oh, of course. <laughs> was he like, so, was he in deep shit before this came out too? Like, it, was this just like added to it or was this like- I mean, yeah, yeah, he was He was already fucked. Okay. Like, he's, been, he's been spewing absolutely heinous shit about the Sandy Hook shooting for years. Yes. Publicly, publicly on his fucking program. His only defense uh, being uh, that he uh, his show is not supposed to be taken factually and that it's for entertainment. That has been his only defense for years. So he's been fucked anyway. Right. Um, now he's been caught uh, in perjury and not handing over evidence. Um, and so uh, that basically happened on the last day of the trial. The jury deliberated for less than a day uh, and they came back. Um, and uh, so he owes the families three million dollars. And that's not even the punitive damage. Okay. And that's that's like where the big money comes in is in punitive damages. Ooh. And so they're back again uh, today on the 5th to uh, <laughs> discuss the big money <laughs> coming in. Well, he probably has like a lot of cash from like the, all those snake oil supplements and stuff, right? So uh, 
he he claims that he's fucked uh, monetarily. Uh-huh. Uh, he was making something. It was like 800 million. He had one week where he was like making 800 million a day. Excuse what? Something crazy like that. Let me let me fact check that. How many private jets does he have? Uh, he claimed that the two million dollar judgment will sink him. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was eight hundred thousand per day. I was gonna I'm say. Stupid. I, I was gonna say. I'm I'm very stupid. Still, yeah, but that not was, insignificant. But he claims that was during um, a CPAC week. Okay. So that was like <laughs> was like a good week for the right wing conspiracy grift. Yeah. Um, but uh, he also claimed like there's also a two hundred thousand dollar number that floats around for his brain pills and supplement shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, so is there going to be any sort of like jail time? No, this is a civil, this is a civil case. Oh, all right. It's Unfortunately. Disappointing. Well, but now, uh, so, so his, uh, so the plaintiff's lawyers uh, have now turned over all of his cell phone records to the FBI because they want to comb it over for January 6th stuff. So, so there's potential. Yeah. <laughs> so there's potential. Although all the January 6th stuff, they're like barely doing anything. So who knows? It's just very funny. <laughs> it's very funny because he is such a gigantic piece of shit. Oh, beyond. Yeah, just the worst. And it's very funny to watch him squirm as he doesn't know what's going on. And as he finds out that his lawyer just completely fucking fumbled on him like that. I think I'm going to have to listen to if they if they talk about it, I'm going to have to listen to what Red Scare has to say about their <laughs> their good friend. Uh Alex Jones. I might have to. That might have to be my swan song for that show. Yeah, we do a show. It's arguable, I but I think we're two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a plane to catch. So, yeah, meeting up with Drake. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you made it all the way through, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a messy one. I, it was bad energy from the start. As soon as I fuck up the buttons, see that's so strange because I I usually have that feeling. I'm like, oh, this one kind of sucked. I liked this one today. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I maybe liked that's the a good energy, sign. but maybe on maybe that maybe that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day we'll strike a balance yeah. of us both feeling that we did a good job. Yeah. Maybe one day. Oh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, really do appreciate it. Um, I do apologize for uh, last week's episode being a little late. Because uh, as I mentioned, I was chock full of migraines. So that was not fun. Uh, I did not really want to look at screens too much. Um, so yeah, I apologize for that. Uh, and I'll try to get shit on time uh, in the future. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Denon Road. Check out the Facebook at facebook.com slash TV, twitch.tv slash TV, where we'll be doing a live show in the next couple weeks as soon as we get a firm, full, scheduled show planned. We only have a couple things right now, so we got to fill out that whole uh, plan. And I haven't looked subscribe. at that. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Uh, and you can do YouTube search and subscribe. Uh, do search for Denaro TV. Check out the archives over there. And you can email us anything at all, like your thoughts on Taylor Swift's private jet video at denaro.c. Or would you date an you ancient man? Yeah, tell us what you think of the ancient man uh, and what ancient means to you. That's the, yeah. that's the better question. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. That's going to do for us. We'll see you next time. No!